Hello, this is the For the Love of Film podcast. I'm your host, Scott David Chase. On this episode, I continue the Harry Potter series with Emily Sheff. In this episode, we discuss the fourth Harry Potter film, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Um, this has been a lot of fun so far, and uh, you know, as I get into it, this is I say this is the you know so far the the darkest of the films. I know it's going to get darker, but this is really <clears throat> this was the first film where I. Um, as soon as it was over, I was looking forward to watching the next film, which I'm going to probably start this afternoon. Um, yeah, um, and I'm uh, I'm really enjoying chatting with Emily, who is a big Harry Potter fan about it. So I hope you are enjoying these as well. So take a listen to us discussing Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Um, yeah, this is the, the this is the For the Love of Film podcast. This is the fourth Harry Potter yes. uh, the uh, the the Goblet of Fire or when when shit gets dark for it gets real real dark well it's funny because you had said um, you know you told me about um, Prisoner of Azkaban yeah. like it gets dark which it did well, but like the Dementors are kind of dark sure yeah but like this is like this was much darker oh yeah 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 oh yeah yeah um, it's funny because it's been like. It's been like a week now since I watched it, so yeah. I'm trying to remember. Like, and it's been probably a year since I've watched it. Well, this was the first one where it doesn't start out with in his aunt and uncle's house. Right. Uh, it starts out with his dream. Right. Uh, where he's a. Uh, um, uh, I forget the actor's name, but he played Doctor Who. Um, uh, yes. Um, oh my god, that's going to really bother me now because I also he was the second Doctor after the resurgence yes. of it. Um, Matt something or other. Yeah, which continues the theme which I had said before about how there's like a guest, you know, villain. Um, There's kind of always like a guest villain. Yeah, yeah. Who's like a Voldemort accomplice. Yeah, yeah. Um, And what's his name? The... um, the guy who had been the rat before is in right. It. Yeah, David Tennant. Right. David Tennant. David yeah. Tennant is place. What did I say, Michael? You were going to say Matt something. You're going to be a Matt Smith. He was also a doctor. Matt Smith was after David. Yeah, Tennant. and he's not yeah. in Harry Potter. David Tennant is. Yeah. He plays Barty Crouch Jr. Is uh, Christopher Eccleston in Harry Potter? Because he was also he was also the doctor. He was the first. That's a really good question. I'm not sure. Doctor when it came back, but I, it's just like I was like, oh, this guy's in it now. Um, I don't think he is. I don't remember, but I feel like, and this is jumping around to like the end of the movie. Oh, that's fine. Like, I feel like the actors who played Harry's mother and father, because they're spirits in this yes. and they help him escape Voldemort, I feel like they're different actors than who they showed in the first one. I don't think that they no. were. Yeah. I don't know. I guess just my image of what his parents looked like and what they when they showed up, I was like, oh, I thought they were someone different. Yeah, but. I think they I think they keep them consistent. Gotcha. Um, this also not only was it darker, but there was like there, this was the first time where there was like a little bit of like sexuality in it. Where yeah, yeah and because love at, interest, some yeah. love interest, but also. Uh, because the really tall um, French woman, yes, uh, who Hagrid's sweet yes. on when they're dancing, like he puts his hands on her butt, and oh, she's yeah. like, "No!" And I was like, "Excuse me, this is a children's movie." Oh yeah, no, it get, it but, ages with the, the right. Ages but with then, the children. Moaning Myrtle, when 
when she uh, like when Harry's trying to like solve it and he's taking a bath and she's oh, like she's straight up harassed. Like, yeah, her I'm like. I'm like, first of all, you've been dead for however many years, so I know you died as a kid, but right. you're an adult. But also, this is like a 15-year-old actor, and that's like and a 40-year-old like 40, woman. I know. Looking back on that, like, knowing that, because yeah. I think when I went to see this movie in theaters, I still didn't know that the woman who played Moaning Myrtle was right. in her 40s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, looking back on that, it's like, whoa. Yeah. And then she talked about watching Robert Pattinson take a bath beforehand, too, right. and I was like... This, this is this this went yeah. from you know you know zero to sixty pretty oh, yeah. quickly. Oh yeah, it gets borderline yeah. inappropriate. Yeah, it's funny too because I started watching a movie um, or rewatching a movie this morning. I started rewatching Darren Aronofsky's Noah. Okay. Which uh, Emily Watson is. That's uh, that's her name, right? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Is. I was yeah. like, because I almost because there's also Emma Watson. Right, and yeah. I was I was like, wait, is it Emily Watson or? Emily Mortimer, because there's another British actress. I think it's which, Emily Watson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's she right. plays the the daughter-in-law of one of Noah's kids in it, but is like, and it's still like, it's not overt, but it is it's a much more sexual role than that. So I was like, oh, that's it's, it's weird to watch, you know, the Harry Potter kids. I mean, and she's an adult yeah. in that. So it was made after the Harry Potter movies were made, but I was like, all right. So Wait. Emma Watson. Emma. Plays. Okay. Yeah. Because there is an Emily Watson who's also an actress. So is it Emma Watson? Yeah, Emma Harry Watson. Potter? Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Emma Watson. Okay. Who the hell is Emily Watson? Then? I think she's... I think there is an Emily Watson. Maybe I'm, I mean, I'm sure in the world there is. Maybe we are confusing Emma, Emma Watson and Emily Mortimer. But I thought there were... And now I'm looking it up. I'm sorry. Hmm. Um, yes, there is. There's an Emily Watson who's an actress. I gotcha. Yeah, she's this woman. So she is, yes. she is yep. actually a fairly famous British act- yes. actress who's done um, things. So that's of, who I thought you were talking about. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what I've seen her in recently. But, she, yeah. Um, this was also the first Harry Potter movie that Brendan Gleeson was in. Mm. Yeah. What did you think of his character? I liked his... And it was weird because from the very beginning, I was like, something off... Oh, yeah, that was the other thing. I was like, oh, they're introducing alcoholism into this yeah. into this series, too. Not quite, but yes. That's not sort quite. of what you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They and have then, you thinking that. Yeah, they have you think that at the end you find out it's not. But I was also like, is his weird eye, is it supposed to be completely over the top or is it supposed to be realistic looking? I think it's meant to be fairly over the top. Okay. It's very magical. Like, they right. basically imply that he can see through the back of his skull with it. Yeah, and they kind of, like... Yeah, they kind of show that with, like, his interactions with people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I was, like... Because Brennan Gleeson usually plays a good character, mm-hmm. oftentimes, like, a fatherly character. So I was, like, this is a weird character. And then at the end, sorry, spoiler, you find out that it actually wasn't him the whole time. Right. He had actually been imprisoned. Um, By Barty Craft Jr. Yes, um, who is a Death Eater. Right. Which I still don't know 100%. Like, that's like the cult. Basically, they're followers. They're like, they're, I, I would liken them to, like, members of the KKK. I mean, they wear, like, those black hood, like, right. hoods. And well, because they were the ones who, like, they follow in, invaded the, um, the Quidditch, like, the National yeah. Quidditch thing. Yep. Because I had yeah. heard of Death Eaters before, but I thought it was sort of like, um, like, more like a mystical thing, not just like 
something that someone did. I mean, yes, most of them do have mystical right. powers. They're magical, yeah. They're with but them. I was thinking it was almost like spirits or something like that. No, yeah. no, they're people who are Voldemort's followers. I gotcha. And like the minute he rises back to power, they kind of come out of the woodwork. Sure. Um, I did like when they, um, before they like did the little incantation to bring Voldemort back. When he was like this weird little puppet thing, like that was super spooky. Mm-hmm. And he was like, like slimy. And oh, they, all wet. they, yeah, they upped the spook factor yeah. for sure. They're like, this guy is serious. This like, was he's the, seriously scary. This was the first one that I was like, oh, this is kind of creepy. Yep. Yeah. And then when he like, I still remember being in the theaters again, not not knowing that it was he was played by Ray Fiennes. And then when he's, like, standing there and he, like, kind of, like, feeling his skull and he, like, turns around and opens his eyes, I remember being like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's very fine. Like, yeah. I was like, like, I had chills. Like, I was like, <gasps> like, best cast character, I think. Like, yeah. one of the best cast characters on that. I was like, he's he yeah. plays such a good bad guy. Mm. Yeah. The thing that, like... So the whole thing with the Goblet of Fire where their, like, names get spit out yep. for who's going to compete. They're, t- like, all the professors and everything are talking about the different challenges. And they're like, yep. it's super dangerous. You sh- you could die. I'm like, why is I'm like why is everyone okay with this? Like That's sort of, I feel like, a theme um, kind of throughout both the books and the movies is that they, they are constantly, like... They're constantly talking about how safe a place Hogwarts is, and it's not. It's not. It's just not. No, not at all. And, and, like, Dumbledore's, like, not actually going to let anyone die. Like, he's not. You know deep right. down that he's not. Yeah. But it's not a safe place. Right. It, it's never a safe place. Right. Like. <laughs> yeah, and it's, but, and I was just like, oh, this is like a, like, like, you know, if it was in our world, this would be, like, an insurance nightmare. Oh, yeah, huge liability. Um. Yeah, I also, I didn't know that, I didn't know that Robert Pattinson was in this until it started, because this was, like, one of his first roles. Yes, this was pre-Twilight, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yes. he had. Done, I mean, and girls were gaga over him during in this movie, right? Like, and they were like, "Oh, it's like a lot of people like, oh, it was his first movie. He actually did one other film I was before say, him." I didn't think it was his first. Nobody, movie. Nobody, nobody saw it till yeah. after the fact. But, um, and he's now in like I, I feel like he's doing some interesting stuff. He's in the Lighthouse, which I haven't seen, yeah. but have heard good things. Oh, uh, he's he's the next Batman. No. Oh yeah. Yeah, they already started filming it, but it's on on hold because of uh, I COVID. I, I don't know how I feel about that. It looks pretty badass. Does he? Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, and he's a good actor. He, yeah, and I haven't seen him in his more recent things, so I feel like I I need, mean, he was great in The Lighthouse. I want to um, see The Lighthouse. I actually... Um, I don't know if you'd like it. I mean, uh, I'm interested to hear, like, if you see it, I'm interested. I did, I did theater with the um, younger brothers of the man who... Directed the Lighthouse. Oh, okay. Um, Robert Eggers. Yeah, I mean his first movie is amazing. Um, the uh, Witch. Have you seen The Witch? Yes. It's phenomenal. Yes, and it is very interesting watching that, knowing like the theater background he came from, because his his mom was our director. Yeah. She ran the theater program that we did, and so watching The Witch, you see a lot of the themes that she would bring up in a lot of the. Oh yeah, he he does look pretty badass. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think actually his first ever film was actually Hansel and Gretel, but it was not like a major motion picture, gotcha. which was like his big, his big breakout yeah. film. Yeah. That's, uh, he did a version of Hansel and Gretel for a film. Nice. You didn't see, 
Gretel and Hansel, which came out earlier this year, did you? No, I didn't. That is phenomenal. You, oh yeah, you guys don't have a TV. We don't. We have a um, we have a monitor that we use that connects to like Amazon Prime right. and Netflix and stuff like. But that. you don't have like a, a DVD player or a Blu-ray player, do you? No. Yeah. Um, I don't believe we do. Although we have DVDs, so maybe we do. I should give you the I should give you the digital download code because I'd be very okay. interested to see because Gretel and Hansel it's the best film I've seen in in 2020, which of course over the last four months isn't saying much, right. but like you know I said that when I saw it. Is it scary? It's more frightening okay. than scary. Okay. I mean, it's the I mean you know the fairy tale, right? It is that, but it's very much from a point of view of. Okay, well, this is uh, like it, like it's done from like a feminist point of view, okay. which is why they changed the title to Gretel and Hansel because like, it's very I much like her good, story. I like a good uh, feminist fairy tale. I like a good spin on. Well, and it's basically like powerful women who control their own destinies throughout human nature have been like labeled as witches and right. stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it kind of like explores that and like. Um, which I kind of feel like the witch also. For hint, sure, hints at like yeah. near the end when she's like. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, do you want to live a life deliciously? It's uh, it's my second favorite on-screen depiction of Satan in a movie. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was very well yeah. done. I agree. Um, yeah, I would like to see the lighthouse just for sort of like, you know, kind of knowing yeah. a little bit about Robert's oh, it's, background. It's a very well-made film. It's it's like infuriating sometimes but like on like clearly he did that on purpose yes that is i think very much intentional yeah in his work it it also the the um and this isn't a spoiler but there's a there's there's a mermaid that plays a part in the story in the lighthouse and is interesting um like very very um very good makeup done for but like the physicality of how a mermaid's like body would actually be if it was like a half human, half fish creature. It is very interesting how it was done. It's pretty graphic because it's very realistic looking, but I was just like, Oh, that's that's, like, it's like amazing makeup, but like, yeah, it's a, it's a strange, strange film. Yeah. I'd like to check it out just because I feel like the only things I've really seen Robert Pattinson in in are Harry Potter and Twilight. And I don't know that that necessarily now is, Represent, very representative of his ability to act. Sure. He did this movie in 2018 called High Life, which is, um, it's it's basically, it's a spaceship populated by prisoners who, basically, a bunch of ships were sent out into space trying to find habitable planets, right. and prisoners live on there, and, um, you know, it, there's no intention of them being able to come back. It's just like if they land there, someplace Great. and are able to have it like they can send word back right but so it's a very claustrophobic sci-fi thing but Ooh. yeah he's he's really good in it interesting um, cool but speaking of mermaids there's mermaids in in this movie yeah as well. like creepy ass mermaids I liked that they were creepy yeah I thought it was cool that they and and obviously J.K. Rowling wrote it that way but that they were like kind of a, a spooky creature yeah yeah, yeah yeah which I you know that's that's originally like how mermaids were like depicted in folklore yeah. and then they've they, like, sort of been sexualized yeah over the they years. like wrecked ships and stuff yeah. they weren't yeah yeah i mean that they, they weren't were, trying they, to get laid they're trying to kill right yeah well and that was the thing like i think a lot of times the mermaid 
uh, myth and the myth of sirens is kind of right. goes hand in hand, but it's basically they lured men They're to their death. Man. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And I feel like in the books there were more challenges, challenges. than in the movie. I could be wrong about I th- that. No, I think, I think when I, like I there read, cause I, you know, after I see him, I'll read the Wikipedia thing. Right. And it compares yeah. it to the book. And it's, I think it's that there was five in the book. Yeah. That makes sense to me because it was also the fifth book and she's got like a, uh, right. No, the fourth book. This fourth, is the fourth book. book. But she does have a thing with numbers. So, um, and also the girl, the French girl, Fleur Delacour. Yeah. yeah. They, she's not given enough credit in the, in the movies. She yeah. does a little bit more in the book. She's yeah. a little bit more, um, she's got more of a backbone gotcha. in the books. She's kind of spineless in the movies. I yeah. feel like. The but the actress who plays her has done a ton of indie film stuff. She's, oh, cool! She's a Bond girl in one of the Daniel Craig Bond things. But she's like she almost always plays like femme fatales. Yeah. Uh, so it was interesting to see her. I mean, she was probably fifteen or sixteen at the time. Yep. Like I think I think both her and Robert Pattinson were a little bit older than the they main were, kids. They were yeah. a little bit older yeah. than the rest of the cast. Yeah. yeah. Um. Was it interesting seeing the different schools? Did you like yeah, that, that part? That was kind of cool. I um, I wish they had delved into it more. They um, do a little bit more in the book, too. And there's I? even an American one. Interesting. That she doesn't talk about too much. Yeah. But I think though that school comes up more in, like, the the later movie movies, um, the Magical Creature yep. movie, movies that are sort of oh, spin-off. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I'm trying to remember what the, the name of the... American school is, but they're like, I like that she kind of is like, Hey, like this world, <coughs> this world is bigger than just the, the UK. Like it's right. like, there are wizarding schools like all over the world. Yeah. That's what, that was the first thing that I like opened it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I was, but after that I was like, I kind of, I wondered if going forward, if there's more activity with more schools if like not all of them are going to be at Hogwarts like because it would be convenient if every single thing happens at Hogwarts yeah there's there isn't really much activity with other schools Fleur comes back I will say (coughs) she's more more of a character in the later um books or a little bit more of a character um and then there are some things that happen outside of Hogwarts but they're not necessarily like school related it's like but they do. It does sort of imply like that this is a bigger world than school, and right. like these kids are dealing with stuff beyond like exams and right. you know yeah. crushes and things like that. Like it's bigger picture. There's something that I just thought a second ago that I wanted to ask you about, but I got nothing. Mm, got nothing. Maybe they'll come to you. <coughs> oh, this tickle all of a sudden. This was this was the first one. Where once it was over, I was like, "All right, now I want to watch this next." Yeah, and right. See what happens. You, yeah, you get now. It. It's like it's kind of like it's like snowballing. Where I'm yeah. just like, "Oh, now I'm interested to see right. the next thing." So yeah, yeah, definitely. And like that, I felt like they did a good job with like you know the the with the death scene. Like they make it. I mean, I remember sobbing in yeah. the theater. It was I. I wasn't that upset. I was also just pretty because, young. Yeah. Well, no, 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 I get it. I was also just like. Yeah, he's kind of like a douche character until the very end, anyways. Um, he doesn't ever. It's like you can tell he's like sort of sitting on the fence the whole time. Yeah, he never really firmly takes a stand and is like, "Hey, like stop picking on Harry." Right, right. He sort of helps him a couple times, right, in a way that like he like kind of hints at things. Yeah, but it's also it's yeah, you're like, 
know. I just remember. Stick up and, for him more. And this is going to, like, certainly show my age, but um, I don't know if you ever watched uh, Beverly Hills 90210. No, I didn't. Um, but you are familiar with it, right? You've heard I, of it at I least? I have heard yeah. of it, yes. So, in, like, the third or fourth season, they, like, like, gave some hints about an episode that was coming up. They're like, a very special episode's coming up. And they're like, one of the one of the gang is going to die. And you're like, oh. And then like four episodes before that, like all of a sudden, this new character was introduced. And who, then they died. And that was the one that they killed off. So it was just like, I'm not emotionally invested right, in this person. Right, you are really, yeah. And that's how I felt about Robert Pattinson's character. Yeah. Because <coughs> they did, they introduced him in, in the same movie that they killed him in. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. Point. Yeah, and it's definitely like... George Lucas has done that in a lot of the Star Wars movies. He's like, introduce new, and it's usually with villains. He's like, look at this new crazy badass. Oh, he's dead. Yep. Oh, now there's this new villain, and watch out for him. And oh, he's easily yeah. thwarted. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't think I really had any questions about this one. Oh, um, and I'm not going to remember his name, but the professor who Warwick Davis plays in this, I didn't even realize that. Flitwick? Flit, yeah, like because his makeup's very different in this. Oh yeah, they they, they changed um, it. They I don't I, I never really understood that choice where they were like, oh, he's got like gray hair and looks like he's ninety eight, and now he's like right. suddenly looks like Charlie Chaplin a little bit. Well, like. <laughs> apparently, in the third film, he wasn't supposed to be Flitwick. It was supposed to be a different character, oh, okay. but it wasn't inter- it wasn't explained at all, and. But also, I guess, in the book, uh, J.K. Rowling never explicitly said... She doesn't really describe him. No, that's what she said. And she's like, he's not supposed to be, like, this little troll, like, you know, goblin. He's a a human. Yeah. So the fact that the way they made him in the first couple ones, she wasn't super happy with. So she liked the way they did it, and the director liked that look as well. So they just decided to keep it that way. Yeah, I liked it better. I thought the change of direction made sense. And I believe that that actor plays both Flitwick and a goblin called Griphook. Probably. I know he's played, like, a bunch of roles in those movies. Mm -hmm. He's played, like, 30 roles in the Star Wars Mm -hmm. movies. Because they they go to Gringotts in the first... is that the bank? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he, he played. He yeah, he plays played the goblin that shows yeah. Harry around. Who, yeah. who shows up later? He, oh, okay. he also becomes a more of a character later. As He's well. also Willow in the movie Willow. I haven't seen Willow. He's also the leprechaun in all those leprechaun movies. Is that the one where he's like a murderous yep. leprechaun? Yep. Yeah, no yeah. thanks. Uh, they're not good movies, yeah. but you know, I don't begrudge Warwick Davis trying to make a living. Oh, no, yeah, know. for real. Um, he's actually he runs. Uh, oh, and going back to something we had talked about. Two episodes ago, it is Little People as well in the UK. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. That's good. To yeah, um, but he runs a he he formed and I guess owns. I don't know how much he does day to day operations, but uh, he represents exclusively uh, Little People in the UK. So, like as a talent agency. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yep. That's yep. really interesting. As yeah. well as being an actor. Himself. That makes sense. I I could see how he could like really have his foot in the door for folks mm-hmm. who are trying to well and make it, it big in that industry. Because it was because he's worked with a lot of talented people. Yeah, and it was when he started because he was a little kid in because Return of the Jedi is his first film. Oh right, um, right. And, we talked about this. But there was because George Lucas had used a lot of little people in 
all the Star Wars movies. I guess like Ewoks and Ewoks, yeah. Jawas, yeah. Ugnaughts, basically all the weird little aliens. Mm-hmm. And but also a lot of people don't know R two D two. There's an actor inside. Oh yeah, R2-D2. I know. Yeah, I know. People don't know that. Yeah. Um. <coughs> so, but there was like no specific like union, and like they were not they were not treated. Oh, all no, that I can't, great. I can't imagine. So, were, yeah, yeah, so he was like, oh, I can do something about this. Yeah. So, well, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, Who's that? Okay, so, no, I was going back to the third book when I, I was going to say, yeah, never mind. You can go back to the third Well, book. I was just going to say, I we didn't talk in the last episode about um, Professor Trelawney, played by Emma Thompson, who I think is an amazing actress. Yeah. And she, like, nails that character. Right. I just wanted your I, I really I did really like that character. It was also interesting because um, Kenneth Branagh had been in the previous right. film because it's funny because I know they've been divorced now like twice as long as they were married. Yeah. But like when I first started watching films, they were like a new couple. Yeah. So I always like think of them as like linked, even though like yeah. they haven't been together in like twenty years. Yeah. But yeah, um, she's a great. She's does she great. pop back up? Oh again? yeah. Um, yeah, she's actually quite important. Really? Yeah. I've um this one, the fourth one, I felt like they finally gave Maggie Smith a little bit of something to do, a little bit of acting. Oh, to Maggie do. Smith is yeah. Well, I mean she's a great actress, but like I felt like in the first three they were just kinda like coasting on who she was. Yeah, there's sort of not enough McGonagall. No. She's very, very present in the books. Gotcha. I mean she's the head of house for uh Gryffindor. Right. So she's like in it. Right. Like yeah. This was also the first one where it was, like, almost overt that Snape didn't really trust Harry. Like, he was basically accusing him of stealing and then was proven wrong later. Like, he was basically like, oh, I was wrong. Snape has a very, very complicated relationship with Harry. Like, his feelings towards Harry are extremely complicated. Yeah. And I think that that gets fairly well ex- explained in the movies, but it's 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 much more explained in the books as to, like, what's the, the going on. Yeah. Because you really... you're Because you're seeing everything, at least... Yeah, you're seeing everything in the movies kind of from the point of view of Harry. Right. And so everyone's just sort of like, oh, Snape. Right. He's such a dick to Harry. And it's like, they're... There becomes a lot more like uh, you get you get a much more sympathetic side of him later, right? Well, and I just know so many people, like so many people, were upset when Alan Rickman died because of that character. And I know Alan, like, because I had never seen these at that point, and I knew Alan Rickman from so many other things. I was just like, yeah, he's done other stuff too. But yeah. like, so I was like, well, if he's that beloved a character, he's got to he have is- some importance. I had a really hard time coming to this conclusion because I really, I mean, you really want to dislike him all through the books, all through movies. He is by far the best, most dynamic character in the entire series of books and movies. He is. You've, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've seen this now, but I was like, last time I watched it, I was like, all right, I have to do this to show Emily. You've seen the like comparisons of his look and, Trent Reznor from the 90s, right? No, who's Trent Reznor? Trent Reznor's the singer, songwriter, and sole constant member of Nine Inch Nails. Oh, okay. Do they look... They look... Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. They actually look really similar. Yeah. Trent Reznor looks very different now, but that was his look in the 90s. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's very, like, 
buff and yep. clean cut now, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was just like, oh, it's definitely like a Nine Inch Nails look. Right. Because Snape, Snape thinks that Harry's brewing Polyjuice Potion, right? Yes. Which yeah. is not fully unfounded for him right. to think, because they 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 did make it, didn't they, in um, yeah. Chamber of Secrets? Yeah. Yeah. Hermione did. Hermione right. was stealing from him. Right. But Harry gets blamed for everything. Right. Well, I mean, Hermione has this ability to basically, like, she figures shit out, but she also knows how to do stuff without getting caught. She's amazing. For someone who is such a stickler for the rules, she bends them more than anyone. Right. You know? But she does it for for the right reasons. Sure. Yeah. I'm. I, we all know I love Hermione. She I, looks beautiful at the Yule Ball. Sorry. Yeah. No, that was... Uh, and, and it was interesting, because I saw the whole thing with, like... The complication between her and uh, Ron, right, uh, from a mile away, right. and I was like, "You're a dumb boy. You don't he's get this very, at all." He's very, and he's dumb about it for a while. Yeah, like it takes him a while. And I think that, and like, don't I'm, I may not be right about this, but I feel like I read something somewhere a while ago where J.K. Rowling essentially came out and was like, "I shouldn't have put them together. Like, I should have made Hermione like kind of end up with no one." Sure, know? like because. Spoiler alert, they, they end up together. Sure. But Ron's, like, kind of a butthead to her, like, right. throughout their entire friendship. Right. And I think she kind of looked back on that and was like, like, it's out of character, honestly, for Hermione to be like, okay, like, I'm going to put up with your bullshit and right. end up, like, with you. Because everything else she does, she's like, mm-mm. Yeah. She, you know, she's not having it. It's interesting, too, from a writing point of view that she's, uh, because most, and I know it was, they were written as books first, but most films, um, that would be, the, like, her and Harry would end up together right. just because that's how it has to yeah, work. Yeah, and movies. I think that was pretty intentional on J.K. Rowling's part, yeah. too. Where she was just like, I'm not going to necessarily have, like, these two main characters sure. yeah. end up together. That's almost too easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, they really do have, like, a brother-sister type yeah. of love that is, like, really sweet. This was also the... Um, the first one where the the older Weasley brothers, like, really sort of, I don't know, like, had, like, a developed... I mean, they're basically two of the same character, right. but a more developed character oh, and, like, yeah. contributed something to the, like, plot of that yep. film. They're, they're... Again, they're a lot more prominent in the books, too. But sure. they're, like... They're, they bring a lot of comedic relief to, like darker situations that sure. are really kind of wonderful. But they also, like... Oh, yeah, and they've got depth, too, yeah. But it was interesting that they also, like, were helping out Harry in a way that, like, they're like, well, we know that he's, like, like helping him out over their over their own brother, mm-hmm. uh, but I think they're just like, oh, no, he's special. We need right. to help him Yeah, out. they recognize yeah. that. I mean, they gave him the Marauder's Map in right. the third yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Maybe I'm confusing the two, but I know we already talked about that. But um, is Order of the Phoenix is the next one? Order of the Phoenix, I believe, is the next one. Yes. And then the Half Blood Prince, and then Deathly Hallows one and two. Yeah, it's weird because now, like, I'm just getting into it, but I'm also like, oh shit, there's only four more. Like, I'm four in, but I'm also like, I feel like really. Only the third and fourth ones where I was, like, engaged yep. in the story. Which so. makes sense, because they really are such young actors in the first right. two that it's... And there's not a lot of, like... There's really nothing 
even remotely adult content. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, yeah. now they're like starting to have crushes and like there's more comedy and there's more right. death and like it's a little bit more like, oh, there's a lot more. You feel like there's more at stake. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm very very curious to watch the next yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, and there's and I believe in the next one, Gary Oldman is more prominently featured as well. Yeah, I thought it was your funny. fave. Yeah, I thought it was funny that he get a credit in this, and he's like literally just he's just a face CGI and face yeah. and some fire, yeah. and he's like fourth billing. But I'm sure that was part of his contract negotiation. Oh, be yeah. like, look, I'll I'll read some lines. You you know, you, I'm doing other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing too is like he. I think we talked about this before, but he literally only took um, Prisoner of Azkaban for the money because mm-hmm. he had done a bunch of independent stuff that right. hadn't made any money. He's yep. like, I need to make some money quick. And I forget which of the actors was a friend of his. It was like, they're always looking for people yeah. for the Harry Potter movie. There's adult roles. That's, yep. and cause he, it's a huge cast. It is, yeah. but he also like had no, he hadn't seen any of them right. at that point, wasn't invested at all. And then like after it, he's like, oh, cool. All right. So yeah, and I mean, I'm sure agreeing to it, he, he you know had to sign on for however many stories. Right. Yeah, because he is he's yeah. in it. Yeah, he's pretty prominently featured in the next one. It's pretty serious black. Serious black. Yeah. There's another character that in, gets introduced. I believe. I believe it's in the next film. Who I like will be curious to see what your take on her is. Um. She's also pretty cool. Sweet. Now, yeah. now I'm interested. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I'll watch it this week and uh, report back. <laughs> to you. I'm excited. Thanks, Emily. You're welcome.